0: If you have watched any of the VMware keynotes from the past two things, two fast two VMware Explorers, you will realize why I'm jazzed to have this conversation at VMware Explorer 2022, Barcelona, 8,000 folks. This is the largest VMware conference in Europe so far The conversations have been deep. Customers asking detailed questions, realizing, you know what? We don't have the answers. Let's talk to the experts. I have one of those experts today on the CTO Advisor Studio, Deshaun Carter, Spring Developer Relations at VMware. Welcome to the program. Keith, I I am jazzed <laughs> to be here. This
1: like uh I've seen the show, I watched the show. This it is. This is something that I I'm just happy to be here. Uh I was gonna fight kick. Uh, so I'm glad. Like this yeah, is I, I'm I checking know, the
0: box. I know we worked it out, but originally Kelsey was in this lot and you you you. I look. You know, you, uh, I'm like, whoa! That, yeah. I haven't seen that kind of activity since I played basketball. Yeah, like,
1: no, no, you know? no. Boxed out. <laughs> I had body position. That's that's what I have. I, I have
0: him. I got a couple inches on him, couple pounds on him. So while I think we all have a couple of pounds on Kelsey, he's, yeah, he's you know he looks yeah. on camera. He looks big. Yeah, but he's he's wiry. Yeah, he's, he's wiry. wiry. That's, yeah. a, that's so, a good yeah. way to say it. So you've been around the industry a, a bit, and you're a developer advocate for VMware developer relations and it's it's I don't know if everyone notices this but it's something that I noticed instantly whenever I see uh, Amanda B- Blevins on the stage or I see a Deshaun Carter Kelsey Hightower I can't help but be proud in one instance but in another instance wonder how did someone from an underrepresented category in tech you know, you look at the diversity numbers, it doesn't matter if it's VMware, Microsoft, Google, it really, really doesn't matter. We're well uh Kelsey made it the distinguished engineer at Google and we'll have him on, we'll talk about that journey. Yeah. But I can't help but wonder how did he or she get up there? Like that that's just the the glass ceiling is a real thing.
1: Yeah, uh I think my journey is um non traditional. Uh I didn't realize that this is the path I want to be on early. Uh, my first interactions with those developer advocates or even the, the sales engineers, they kind of played that same, uh, let me get you interested, let me get you excited, let me help you. Um, if I had known early in my career that that was an option, uh, I might've taken it. I'm glad I didn't look at it as an option. I'm glad that I stayed in and got the engineering and, and the, the scar tissue and learn along the way, because I think that it makes me better at at this role. Now that I'm in it, I still don't know what I'm doing, Uh, but I'm passionate about what I do. Uh, And I realize that not everybody goes to work and they're passionate about it. Uh, Not everybody goes and like, oh, there's that new vSAN. I gotta get my hands on that. Like not everybody has that passion and that's okay. That eight to five, like it can be work. A lot of people go to work just to go to work. I happen to be passionate about what I do. And uh, I
0: think that passion has kind of pulled me in this direction over my career. So let's talk about those scars, because I think it's important to realize that no matter where you're at in your career, you have scars, and that scar, those scars have value. Whenever I, I mentor someone that's later in their career, they're always like, let me put my past experience behind me and just start afresh how how is that short-sighted uh that
1: that's a that's a tough thing that's part of what that experience is uh just because you worked you know x number of years did you really have x amount of experience right it's those experiences that make the years valuable so you know person a they might have done all the things they might have wore all the hats and taken all the things to production and they had the experience whereas person b yeah they worked in the same company for the same amount of years but the experience is different and it's those things it's your experiences your authentic experiences that tell your story and that's going to help yeah guide you and you get to lean on that experience
0: you do get to lean on that experience i think you let's delve a little bit into kind of an example from your your experience in spring Mm -hmm. spring has been around for a while now and uh, one of the things that people, I think, fail to realize is that when you're, when you're adopting technology like Spring, Kubernetes, whatever, you have to go through uh, something that I call a bad word in the enterprise, application rationalization. Yes, yep. And when I say application rationalizations to a CIO of a certain age, I might get kicked out the. I might get kicked out the room. It, young people would say, "Oh, what application that, that that makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't I want to rationalize my apps?" Yeah. From your experience, when you help have to help companies transform, what was like some of those roadblocks? Ah, uh,
1: man, that's that's a good question. So, Spring, you know, I have I have this mixed bag history of Spring, uh, where when it's first introduced, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be J2EE stack. I'm going to do this the the natural way, the pure way, and then realize later that oh wait, I'm I'm doing a whole lot of extra work. Uh, realizing that the approved path for J2EE was 12 different roles of people. Well, I'm in, if I'm in a 12 person startup, they can't be taking things to production. Spring simplified that path, and now I kind of like went away, came back. Spring Boot is what I kind of fell in love with. This idea that I could deliver my app, all the things to production without having to worry about the other side, how to worry about the VM and where it's landing. Here, I got my app, distributed architecture, microservice, it was great. But now we're still kind of tackling some of these same things. You brought up the app rationalization. One of the things that I encourage teams that are trying to move forward is come up with that hypothesis. Uh, It's one of those building blocks, I think, that you need. Like, hey, I want to take this app to production. Uh, I'm going to need Kubernetes to do it. Why? Here's my hypothesis. I think that if we do this and we use Kubernetes to do it this way, I think that. I think that I'm expecting, here's my theory. And if it doesn't work, kind of put those guardrails around it, the startup way. Like, hey, give me six weeks to go down this path. And if it doesn't work, okay, that's cool.
0: But if it works, let me take it to production. Let me keep going. So that experience repeatedly has informed you that you have this wealth of knowledge We're both of similar ages, I, I have a couple of years on you still. So the, the, uh, the uh, y- I think it, it's, it's close. I'm not going to say it on the air. Yeah, you're not going yeah. to say, I'm just going to say, I'm going to flex and say, I got a 14 year old grandbaby. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, unless you can yeah. beat that. Uh, you know. no, uh, no, 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 no I so can't. I'm, I'm trying to, to be, do the math. Nah nah, 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 yeah, but those informed experiences have led you to your journey where you're on the stage at VMware Explorer given your famous I'm jazz you know you came on stage today and you said I'm jazzed and people instantly knew like they connected like it was like my six thousand dollar carpet at the last VMware Explorer it was people were like that's that's the shine car right there I know that guy I, I think people discount back to my one of my first questions people discount the value of that experience to get to the point where they can be on stage. At what point did you recognize that you needed to share and how did you share that knowledge to get you to that dev rev, dev advocate position? Uh, I I am passionate about what I
1: do. I'm passionate about development. I'm passionate about getting these to production. Again, that scar tissue, the the pain, how long does it take? Uh, I tell the story about CEO comes in, hey, there's a typo. Uh, we fix it. I fix it right in front of him. Yeah, hey, we're good. But it takes weeks. The CEO is coming, hey, I thought we'd we that typo. That that story, that type of story is like, look, if, if it's just a typo, it should have this easy path of production. That kind of helped. I like, hey, we can make it better this way and try to build uh, a community, build some. Uh, consensus around hey here's so I was always kind of out trying to share what I'm learning get feedback on it and take it forward that worked and it worked as an engineer it worked to help me build a community with other engineers within the company and then at some point uh, I don't know really what what the change was uh, at some point I realized oh, I'll tell you what it was I got into management and I was like that's not what I want to do uh, and yeah, I shifted back. I had a relationship with a company and that sales engineer, that extended team, they made an impact on me. And I wanted to do with it. I wanted to give that light bulb moment. I wanted to give that feeling to others that I knew I had. I knew I had somebody like this. I had somebody that wasn't showing up to my meetings, but that I could always go to for answers and they
0: felt like a part of my extended team. I put you in that bucket. So. What about external to your organization? Because you're, you're in the external facing role. The majority of people that you speak to now are not VMware folks. They're right. people that work for GE, Boeing, uh, just companies at large, these major brands. I took, I took the, a sales approach first, but I
1: think that my approach was really modeled after what I was seeing uh, from the community, from people like Kelsey, from people like Brian Lyles and Mario Gray and Josh Long. I, I saw this. I was kind of trying to deliver what I got to my customers then. Mm. And that was kind of the route that took me here. There was a point in 2020 where it was, a, it was a tough year where I realized that there still wasn't a lot of people that looked like me. And I wanted to be... More visible to more people, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I switched roles, uh, and I learned more about kind of what what it means. And I took it as a responsibility.
0: So before we dive into kind of what happened after you switched roles, I think a lot of people key into that. Wait, what? Well, wait on. Let's not gloss over. He switched <laughs> roles. Like I, I I struggle with that whole that whole piece. I, I'm trying to just switch roles. Like, yep. is, what is it that easy? Can you just can no. you, you just go to your manager or your, and say, "Hey, I want to switch roles." Uh, I actually,
1: you build relationships as you're going. Always, you know. There's always, yeah, a perception. Somebody else's perception is always different. Every everybody that you meet has a different perception of you, uh, and I realized that at some point. But I made this relationship with a team that was outside of the company. Mm. But because of that relationship, there was always kind of checkpoints. We had a regular conversation and yeah, things just worked out. The stress of 2020, this, this welcoming, uh, door and opportunity. Plus I'll be honest, things weren't great at home. Like I was like, there was a lot of stress, a lot of stress, all all coming from a bunch of different places. I'm feeling
0: it on the back of my neck right now as you're, as you're recounting it.
1: And, uh, and that's what. It was still in the kind of sales, but I thought it was going to be a bigger platform, a bigger opportunity. Um, I loved it. Like I, I've, I've been lucky to have roles that I get,
0: get excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some key themes here. We didn't you know, notice this whole time, you know, you, you have something around check before you have something like 5000, 6000 Twitter followers. Uh, you're on the stage at VMware Explorer, at no point did I hear you say, you know what, I was out here publishing blog posts and doing tweets or doing this. You were out here rolling up your sleeves and doing the hard work of building relationships. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that younger engineers, younger professionals realize a little bit too late, that they need, we talked about the, the need to have a safe zone. That within your organization or within your extended community, you need to have a safe zone, someone you can talk to and just vent and say, man, this this George Floyd thing is just, it has me struggling. I don't care which side of the racial equation you're on. You can say, you know what? I don't have any African-American friends to, to even go to and vent. That was one of my overwhelming things. People came to me because I'm out. Yep. I'm out front. and They were like, you're the only you, person I know that I can DM and ask about this stuff.
1: Yeah, like there's, Twitter's a hot place. It, it got hot, it was, it was uncomfortable for a while. VMware, you know, I, I did two stints. I was at Pivotal, got acquired by VMware. I left, I went to Redis, which was amazing. And then I, I came back. Again, trying to make things better at home was the bottom line, but I've been lucky to have these roles. But it was really, really hard to leave VMware when it was the first company that I felt like I had a safe place uh yeah Brian Lyles uh through many many years of seeing him online and then actually being in the same org and knowing that he was there he kind of provided a safe place that wasn't uh just a Slack channel it -hmm. was I felt comfortable I felt like I had somebody giving me guidance I never had somebody as a mentor to say hey here's what you need to look for and I felt like I got a lot of it from him I got a lot of confidence I got a lot of insight and he was just open and sharing. And it was really, really hard to leave that back in whatever, uh, 2020. Um, but now I'm back yeah. and, and I take the responsibility of trying to be visible for people that might be underrepresented. I take it serious and it, it's a core to what I'm doing. And I want it to be a core for what I'm doing going forward.
0: Well, Deshaun, you can see why I'm still jazzed that you came on the program it has been a wonderful conversation whether you're in a underrepresented group or you're struggling to get into it or some other field we've learned some really key aspects one you need community the cto advisor one of the big reasons why we do this is to promote community have underrepresented voices to have people who been there and can share their journey if you have questions my dms are open kelsey hightower dms are open you can ask these questions we'll get back to you as soon as we can at cto advisor on twitter stay tuned for more coverage vmware explorer 2022 notice we didn't talk about any vmware products because we're talking about how to help you the architect the cto better do your job live from barcelona i'm keith townsend